Welcome to another episode of Employability Matters, a careers-related podcast where we dive into all topics associated with the world of work. We feature special guests sharing their personal career journey, as well as provide you with job search tips and relatable advice with your host, Sophia Lewis. Joining us today, we have Mr. Sam Addo, founder of The Shadow Group. Born and raised in the heart of East London, Sam discovered his passion for the film and TV industry through creating his own documentaries and music videos at the tender age of 15. Sam's creative flair led him to being given the opportunity to work as a promo director for the BBC in the early noughties. After a few years at the BBC, Sam holds his skills further by creating the popular youth show No Bling TV. He was also the head of production at Channel U, which at the time was Europe's biggest youth entertainment TV station. Shadow Group, which is a mixed media company, has been going for 18 years and has a long list of music videos, ad campaigns and films, as well as an impressive list of clientele. With an exciting musical film project in the pipeline and his debut feature film, Cards on the Table, which is now available to stream on Amazon Prime, Sam adds to his list of achievements, all the while helping others progress in the industry. So let's get started. But I'm, I'm just your guest. So, uh, <laughs> you're my guest, you isn't me, it? <laughs> you tell me how to do this. I know, but you're the expert, isn't it? For real, but welcome. Mr. CEO of the Shadow oh. Group, you know, oh. humbled. I don't think you. you understand. I'm humbled, you know, seriously humbled that. Oh, Sam, man, because we go way back, way back in time, you know, and um, I'm forever grateful, you know, from the beginnings, but we're going to talk about the foundation. But, you know, it's also important to give people their flowers, as they say, while you're here. You understand me? So I salute yeah. you. I salute you for your support that you gave me and I can throughout the, our humble beginnings. I gave you an idea, said, yeah, so that's okay. Let's just run with it. And your work is high level of standard, okay? High level of standard, <laughs> all right? So I just want to salute you and thank you seriously, Sam, from the bottom of my thank heart you. because you know my humble beginnings, okay? You know my humble beginnings. And you was like, self, whatever, I've got your back. And I always remember how you were just so engaging with the young people. They just loved you. It's like you just gave them a sprinkle of your little magic, <laughs> you know, in the training oh, courses so that we've done together. Awesome. You. Really so I want to go, da-da-da-da. There's no way I can accept that without you allowing me to to, sh to reflect it back on you, Carl. You know, I, I, I've always loved your aura and your energy and the way you, you work and carry yourself so gracefully and, and the way you'd always push forward, regardless of the hardships. We all know every sector is hard, you know, youth, education, whatever it might be. So that's a woman doing this, you know, and you've been doing it for a clean 10 plus years. Yeah, I must salute so let me please shower you with gifts and flowers and as well because you, you you know you're strong you've been very strong the brand itself still stands out after all of these years that's not, not but by coincidence that's 
hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. So I gratefully accept your kind words. Thank you, but please accept mine because I've got too much love and respect for you, for you as a person, for you as a businesswoman, because you've always been about the people. And that's probably why we're so close. We, we can go 10 yeah. years without seeing each other and we'll pick up where we left off because there's a, you know, there's a synergy, there's a, a bond because we're about the people, you know? Exactly. And that's what I love. We cannot have a conversation for a long time, as you say, like a decade, but we just pick up where we last left off, <laughs> you know? So that's just so important. So how did we get to know each other, Mr. Adol, <laughs> CEO of the Shadow Group? <laughs> you oh, know? Long ago. Long I'm, ago. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to work out whether after college I came into this employment centre or was it after university? So I don't remember. I can't remember, but all what I remember is that um, I just loved your energy and your vibe, you know, very talkative, but inspiring, you know, lots of energy and motivation, always willing to give an idea. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Oh, I know somebody who you can connect with. I'll give them your number. You was that type of person. So when um, I left Tower Hamlets College and I wanted to set up a project called Employability Through Drama, I was like, oh, Sam, he could help me do the interview skills section. Oh, Sam, he could help me to record the evaluation. And that's how our friendship as well as business relationship yeah. grew, isn't it? You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. I think it, was, it was, would have been just after my BBC time. Because I, I was at the BBC from 1999 to 2003. And so I was in between, wasn't sure what I was going to do. Worked at, H, worked at H&M for a short while. And yes, then, yes. And then some, some things happened that allowed me mm. to, put, to develop a TV show called No Bling TV for Sky. And Hold that, on a yeah. minute. Hold up. Oh, Wait, oh. A Wait a minute. minute. <laughs> you know you can't just throw it in there like that, isn't it? No me. Bling for Sky TV. I mean, like, Sam... That's what I'm saying. You know, like you are a Dungargan in this area. Nah. You understand what I'm saying? Dungargan, you know. I think sometimes you, when I look back. Yeah, let me tell I, people the stuff mm -hmm. that you've done, okay? Well, because well, I, I, I'm well, a lady of keywords. So I've got my phone mm -hmm. here and I'm just mm -hmm. going to pick out the keywords, okay? Um, but what's important is that Sam Addo, born and raised in East London. Big up East London, because me too as well. East. Um, East. East, East, every day, East, East. <laughs> so um, you discovered your, I can say your passion for film and TV industry from the tender age of 15. And you had a creative flair. Well, your creative flair led you to an opportunity to work at the BBC. I mean, <laughs> even now, you know, people want to get into the BBC, but you done that, you know, as you said, way back in the 90s, Sam, you know, so big up yeah. yourself. Um, through your exposure at the Beeb, you created your own show called No Bling. I remember No Bling. I mean, that was Sam. That was at the forefront of everything. I mean, like without No right. Bling, there's many TV shows even now on YouTube that wouldn't even be here and now if there was No Bling. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that a lot. And it's, it's very touching and I'm very honoured to hear these things. Um, Admittedly, I was quite young and naive, so I didn't harness, I guess, the, the business acrimon that one would have needed to make it bigger. 
Mm. But Nobling TV, for those who um, are unaware, was a entertainment show with a 30 minute TV show that was um, living on the Ben TV platform, which was also on the Sky Channel or Sky platform. And the, the, the show was a 30 minute show that gave exposure to UK based artists. We're talking rappers, singers, poets, comedians across the board. And um, that came about for me taking a gamble on myself. I kept on going out and filming stuff relatively for free for like Afro hair and beauty and uh, behind the scenes at mobile awards and things like that. And I, I think I one day came home with loads of business cards and one of them was the owner of Ben TV and I rang him. He remembered me, he said he thought I was quite charming. He liked the way I worked with the public, the way I would stop people and just get them to talk and share their story and, and whatnot. And uh, we had a few meetings and he gave me a shot. He said, look, get a slot, come up with an idea, we like it we'll do some business and we did I think the show was a very successful show for 2003 to 2007 maybe wow yeah yeah well yeah 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 you're you're taking me back down memory lane I'm like bro I have to go back in the vault to remember um, you've got to go back memory you know it's good yeah the show was always designed to just give give a platform for young people to speak and be heard and and then the likes of channel you came they were much bigger but I was very fortunate where they headhunted me to go and work for them. Because it seemed that me and my little self was a bit of a threat to them. So I went to work for them. And so that my ch- my show sort of slowly faded. And then I just went on to bigger and better things. But it was a great experience. And I, put, I, I know I've personally had a hand in thousands of people's first steps in the music t- um, career. So yeah, really interesting time in my life. The first time I really believed I just had faith in myself. There was no more. F- I began to learn how to be fearless. Um, I found it very important. When you're working in the creative, se- creative sector, you can sit there and wait for the phone to ring. Or you're going to have to make your own opportunities. And that's, that's what I did. Because your company has been going for 18 years now. But you know what? I've never, what? I don't think I know. What was the inspiration behind your company name, The Shadow Group? I don't even know this. Wow, you know, you know, it's just so interesting because it's something I very rarely tell people. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, 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 I can share with you. It's actually a nice story. Um, from the 90s, when, when I was coming up, I'd see the John Singleton, God bless the dead. Um, he's the gentleman behind Poison Hood. You've got people like Spike Lee, they're all doing great things. And I always used to hope and pray and think, yeah, anytime soon, we're going to see our own versions of these films. And, it never quite came along. And, you know, I didn't have the finances to make those kind of movies, but I knew I wanted to be in that world somewhere, film, TV, producing, directing, writing. I found my feet after trying everything. I was a runner, I was a, you know, editor, I was a camera person. I tried everything and discovered maybe my strongest suits of producing and directing and co-writing. And, you know, when I got bold enough to, to make a company, um, I always wanted to make a name that had my name in it my surname is Adam so you know it's A-double-D-O and I always had this thing about like in every in, when I was younger certainly every setting I was in I I was always like the observer I say very little I'd always be quiet in the background right and it and it became a running theme of my friends now there's Sam he's always in the shadows man. he's always in the background but when he speaks it's quite profound it's quite heavy you know and um, I took that on board. I mean, in fact, I've been, I've been called Spike or Spike Lee. Everyone used to call me Spike back in the day. Because my whole 
my whole image was inspired by Spike Lee. I, I was I was trying to channel Spike Lee at 17, 18, you know, I was like, I'm gonna be a bit like him, but I didn't know how I was gonna be like him. After a few years of making very, very bad content and realizing I, I'm confident to do this, I came with the name Shadow Group because of a few reasons. The biggest production company in the UK at the time were called um, Shine Group. Shine Group is owned by, is actually owned by Rupert Murdoch's daughter. And when I'd done my research on them, or when I was rather trying to work for them, it turned out they owned everything, every big, a lot of the big production companies in, in Europe, they own them. And I, I took massive inspiration, like, wouldn't it be dope to just one day be in that position? Own a lot of companies and also help people have jobs, you know? So I took inspiration from the group segment, you know? And I was like, what's it going to be? Blah, blah, group, what would it be? Then I, re I just re remembered back in the days when I was building my confidence where, where my closest and dearest would say where's Sam oh there's Sam he's always in the shadows and I was like shadow group shadow group but with two d's because my name's in the middle of it and that's you know that's the essence of it and in recent years I really look at the actual shadow being how black people on the whole we've always been overlooked we've always been in the shadows and I always feel like <sighs> the title of my company personally means Although we have always been in the shadow, we own the shadow and we will eventually come out of the shadow. So that's okay. what Shadow Group mm. was about. But, you know, it's a little deep to explain to everybody, but that's my personal mm. fuel, shall we say, that um, I own my shadow and I'm working very hard in these shadows. And when I come out, you see what it is, you know? That's what that's about. So thank no, you that's for asking interesting that because um, I've known you for so long, but I've never known what, your company name what is the meaning behind your company name because even um to think about your journey from somebody who was always in the shadows but now you're at the forefront you know you've had your first feature film cards on the table you know yeah. amazon prime i've watched it fantastic so all of this you know is that you're out in the front so i suppose that you're you have given yourself your own self-fulfilling prophe prophecy in a way isn't it Absolutely. type of thing that Absolutely. you're living up to so that is just great man so as ceo of the shadow group what are your daily business activities well um i don't, I don't have office space anymore i had an office space for a very very short time um many moons ago you know the film and tv business is is, is not as simple as running a chicken shop you know yeah. If I had a chicken shop, I'd buy a thousand pieces of chicken and I'm sure I'd sell 400 pieces of chicken every day, right? But um, as a filmmaker, you, you, I guess one, you got to hope the phone rings for someone to want you to film a party, a christening, a concert, or you're making your own content, which means you now need to find the money or create opportunities. So I'm forever on the phone. I'm always filling in some sort of application form, um, but my, my, my the fortune with myself is I've been in the industry over 20 years so I'm very fortunate where I have a lot of people who just believe in me believe in my company believe in my work so I have I have repeat business so fortunately you know the phone still rings um even though we're living in times where cameras and stuff are a lot cheaper there's still people that believe in quality or um, experience you know I have a small team uh, my team all have their own businesses, but we, we come together on a bigger project. So I feel like no one day is the same. 
you know shadow group is a mixed media company so we make content for ourselves which we monetize in various ways but then we are also they say a gun for hire so someone can ring me today and say sam i have a concert i need it to be filmed with 12 cameras it needs to be ready for netflix along those lines for instance but as big as that or as small as some woman is training people how to twist hair and she wants me and the team to make a, a one minute promo video for YouTube. You know, it's right across the board. So it could be anything. It could be consulting on one day. It could be finishing off something I started editing the week before. It could be working out budget for something. It could be presenting. So it's, it's um, no one day is the same, um, but that's beautiful because it means, you know, you're not chasing numbers. You're not chasing targets that your boss has set you because I am my boss. I work for me, you know. So I do have a feature film coming. Um, my second feature, we hopefully will go into production. Yay! <laughs> hopefully, we'll go into production in July. Awesome. So every day I do something towards that, whether we're, we're tweaking the script or still, because we're still searching for the lead girls, the two lead girls. Okay. So every day that's that's a that's something to work on. Mm. Um, um, so like I said, Shadow Group, we're like we film stuff, we edit stuff. Some of it's labor of love for ourselves. And our brand and to push the brand some of it is for clients but then an, another means to sustain ourselves um shadow group also has under the umbrella shadow group we have shadow community projects so we partner with different boroughs of where we um we deliver creative services slash creative activities so we work with um, young people from the age of eight to 16 um where remote, currently now because of lockdown and everything we've been doing a lot of um remote creative activity so we literally service families with things young people can do and get up to weekly um and you know the, the councils will pay us and stuff so that's another way to um you know to keep the lights income. yeah I hear another, you. another revenue stream so mm -hmm. so so every day i'm talking to a parent uh every day we're sending out assignments or activities every day we're writing a script developing a script i'm currently producing um, I'm, I'm on the verge of producing a documentary about sexual harassment. I'm producing wow. it with two female producers mm -hmm. who have their own respective companies. Mm -hmm. So every day we're talking about, you know, just shoot date, making sure the women that are coming are, are going to be safe and feel safe. We have a counsellor, we have to, you know, figure all that out. Mm -hmm. Everything that comes to that documentary, we've got to figure it out, but daily, up until the day we shoot it. And then we plan the marketing of that. Um, a lady, a first-time director, brought me a really cute little film that another editor seemed to somewhat ruin a little bit for her. So I saw the film three weeks ago. I gave my opinion. Um, and now I'm doing business with them. So I'm, okay, we're going awesome. to edit that film. I'm going to finish that film. Often you, you edit something, give it back to the client and ask for notes and see if they want anything changed. So I'm in the middle of that process. So as you can tell, everything's a bit different. You know, I've got a friend who's about to do sort of like this operatic musical piece. He hasn't directed for... 10 years because he's had sadness in his life so okay. i'm helping him ensure that everything's safe and right and correct and mm. you know so there's music things we do youth things we do and everything under the sun with film and tv so every single day is different and i think i've just adapted in a way to find the best way to work for myself to ensure that i i'm a man that i just i complete things i start yeah. whatever it is i'm going to complete what i start so mm. however i get to the end I get to the end. I'm, I don't know if I'm fussed with, oh my God, I better be up at 8 a.m. Oh, I better have this done by 1 p.m. I make a point of knowing this chunk of the day is shadow group business. 
this chunk of the day is just normal life. And um, it has worked for me. Um, it's, it's by no means easy, nothing's easy, but um, I love it, I enjoy it. Um, and you know, what's that saying? Uh, they, something along the lines of, if you are doing something that you love, and you getting paid for it, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting paid for it, getting paid for it. So, I'm, I'm, I think I'm in a really good place mentally, spiritually. Awesome. You know, I like paying people. You know, um, so I, like I say, I have a small team on the bigger projects because I've helped so many people over the years. I can call on people and they come to the table and, you know, where I can, I, I ensure I pay them and pay them well. You know. And that's important because I was thinking to myself that you are a man of many hats. So how do you find time for yourself? Because even just me launching this podcast and, you know, I'm doing the other consultancy work that I do. I have to realize for myself that I need time for me, even if just to sit down and just chill out or go for a walk. Because as we know, we're now in um, a restriction, yeah. hopefully being lifted soon. But what are the type of things that you do to keep yourself balanced? Well, um fortunately because of my line of business i can always look down the line like i've just reeled off a few things i'm doing a few so, <laughs> it's not just a few <laughs> but you know it, it for me it's all about communication and understanding mm. so if i'm doing a commercial that promotes what i can does and we've we've done we've agreed on a brief or a figure the deadline might be the 12th of april so i've now got to manage my time properly so i can look ahead and go, right, it's going to take 10 days to make it. Um, but these are the days I can have off, you know. Uh, I, I just look at it like that. I find, I guess I know my patterns. I've got patterns where something needs to be filmed, something needs to be edited, for instance. I have to find the time for my son, my children, for instance, mm. or to see my mum. So, but in terms of um, social time or, uh, you know, just time to recoup and, and refresh myself, I love comedies. I make a point of laughing out loud every day. Like if I can awesome. find a spare 10, 20 minutes, I'll chuck in a little Dave Chappelle or somebody. It's comedy, I feel personally keeps me young, you know? Um, so I, lo I love live music. Clearly you can't go and see any live music because we're in lockdown, but live music and comedy are things I do to keep myself um, sharp and, and, and not too caught in caught up in work the whole of the time but, but i guess the truth of the matter is sophia people like yourself and i are actually the workaholics in theory because on the on the bigger no, scale of things, on the bigger scale of things when, when things are really working and it's going really well you can't drop the ball or else you're not gonna eat you know what i mean if that makes any sense so you know i i keep it moving but i'm very aware of my mental health and my physical being so when i feel i need a break i'm gonna take a break um i don't take on more than i can handle um and often when it comes to film stuff as long as you film everything as well as you can um there's almost less work on the other end like the editing and, and the marketing it's a bit like less work so i always make sure a lot of efforts put in at, at the beginning stage because then the next stage of delivering there's room for i'm gonna take the weekend off on this one yeah there has to I'm, be I'm, well that's got yeah there's got to be you know I always say you know your health is everything and without good health you you can't do no work anyway you know so health comes first mental health self-being you know um solitude is good as well sometimes just having a bit of time to yourself 
you know, on, on bigger film projects, there's so many people involved, you just want your own space. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you're then when you're editing by yourself for 10 days, you now want to be with a lot of people. So mm. it's about you finding your balance. You know, fortunately, I've been in the industry a long time, so I've found my feet, you know, but it took me a long time to figure it out. You know, I used to try and stay up very, very late to, I guess, impress my then old school bosses at BBC or whatever. But that was no good for, for my for me mentally I wasn't sleeping properly I wasn't resting properly I wasn't eating properly you know so over the years I realized what worked for me what doesn't you know so I mean what about yourself I mean what's kept you going this long you've been in the game I'm telling you for yeah. years and you're mm. a woman and most women I know they start and if they have to stop because they just don't get the support or you know families they have families and can't find a way back you know um you know, so what's been your drive, Miss? I know yeah. this is your show. Isn't it? My I'm, show, I'm, you're turning the books on me now. <laughs> I love it. No, but um, for me, Sam, I love, it's something called Fit to Fight. Um, funky moves to funky groove. So it's like karate, hey. martial arts to hey. house and garage music and rare groove music. So wow. that's what I like you're, to do. You have to send me the link for that. You know, I love doing things like that. And plus, I like spending time by myself. Um, because for me and you, the work that we do are always, you know, interacting with people and giving out a lot. But I like to also spend time with myself and just chilling out, you know. So for the past mm-hmm. lockdown, lockdown period, it has just been fit to fight. <laughs> you know what? You just you just reminded me recently. Um, I treated myself to cause it was my birthday recently, so I treated myself to a bicycle. Ah, I'm just getting to grips with cycling. Related. It was yeah, February. It was, oh, February. Oh. It's still recent, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been cycling a little bit, and me, me and some of the guys do a little bit of light, light boxing. I think Mike Tyson has given us ideas. Mike Tyson kind of... and Evander Holyfield are getting yeah. back into the rig, you know? No, Did it, no, no way. Is that official? May, May the 21st or mm. something like that. I'm telling you, but they're only oh, going man. for three rounds. They're yeah, only going for three rounds. They, they got yeah. to even, man. But, they, but but that is a, it's a, so inspirational because what they, they they must be in their mid to late fifties. No, I think Evander Holyfield is is he about maybe late sixties? I hope he's not in his late sixties. Late sixties. Well, I'll, I'll have to Google that. We'll have to Google that and find but, out. But, but my yeah. point is, seeing Tyson or the likes of Tyson decide, just decide, I'm going to come back and do this. Mm. Yeah. So once in a while, me and some of my, my pals, we just do a little bit of training boxing training some cardio some skipping no one's trying to get in a ring yeah. at all it's just <laughs> trying to fit, yeah. you know what I mean so cycling and a bit of boxing and comedy those are my remedies mm. they keep me upbeat focused driven sometimes like sometimes I challenge myself if I get this chapter written if I finish this music video this afternoon then I'll allow myself to watch xyz or you know what I mean I can't just yeah. Yeah. do yeah, that mm-hmm. reminds me. Do you know what I love? I love um like mafioso type um series on Netflix. Such as give me one example. Um, oh my gosh, oh gosh, why has it gone out of my head when you say give me an example? So things like um those Mexican drug cartel dramas. <laughs> I, <love> <laughs> I can imagine you there with the popcorn. Oh my god. 
Yeah, I, oh I God, they're gonna kill him. Properly they're gonna kill him. Yeah. You know? That's you in it. That's you. Really transfixed. So that has really helped me do lockdown. That's <laughs> well, really strange, you know. But if I'm just thinking about like your career and everything, and I mean, from the age of fifteen, you said you had, um, I don't know, inspired. You've always known that you wanted to work within this industry, you know. So mm. your career route is you know if we think about 20 years ago it's quite different to you know the landscape as to what we're living now in you know internet age okay knowledge age so digital age so my goodness so what routes are there available within your industry so what are the routes into your industry look you're talking about by today's standards yeah by today's standards well, look i mean I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say I love social media and I want to be on Instagram every day because I don't. It's just, I realise that's where all my clients are. My clients are on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram. Mm. So I have all of these tools. And at the moment, all of these tools are free and readily, readily available to all of us. So personally, you know, if you, if you run a small business or you have a partnership, it would be silly not to utilise or try to utilise these tools. Um, even WhatsApp. For me, WhatsApp is an incredible tool because at any given moment, pardon me, at any given moment, I could share something with up to three, four, five hundred people in one go. I mean, I I never do that. I don't send broadcasts. Not do I now. Yeah, don't do broadcasts because that will upset people. But for instance, if someone says to me right now, Sam, I need a twelve-year-old Asian girl, and we can pay them some money to act in this drama, I can share that with. Yeah. a few Asian families in my phone immediately you know um it doesn't actually hurt it's just about coordination and and and, and pay attention to detail and, and, and stuff so that being said if you're just starting in film tv music or anywhere in the entertainment business to be honest in any industry if you were trying to be seen and heard because that's the name of the game that is the name of the game people if you have a brand if Sophia Lewis was about to relaunch I can personal development, I would strongly suggest my consultation would be you must have a great brand, a great logo of some kind, um, your own personal mission statement. So you know in your head and in your heart and in your spirit, I have to continue and carry this mission, this aura, this vibe, this spirit. But you would, I would absolutely, you know, urge everyone and anyone to um, utilize what's available, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, some people get very, you know, I, I used to be very agitated. I'm like, God, I need another password and da da da. But yeah. the truth of the matter is, you could make one post and share it across all the others. You could. And because some I know some people don't use email, some people don't like Twitter, some people don't like Instagram. But if 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 you pretty much 99.9% work for yourself, this is the things you have to do to ensure. You know that you're creating opportunities to to stay employed you know so i certainly have adapt yeah four or five years ago i was frustrated guy i was frustrated like, oh, God, instagram again you know but I've, I've learned to have to get on with it you know because there's a i think when it comes to business and i'm not the perfect business person but you've got to make a decision it's either a hobby or it's serious it's serious do everything your competitors do and then some particularly when it comes to marketing in fact marketing 
from where I stand, is the most unspoken rule of the business because it's your job to ensure that the public and potential customers see you and hear you. And what I mean by that is they need to see and know your brand. They have to see it or else how are they ever going to want to even come to you? You know, word of mouth is important, very important. Work and consistency and clearly great testimonials and feedback from clients is always important. But if you're online scrolling or whatever, Twitter, Facebook, you know, if you want, there's so much noise. Whether you do music, whether you do personal development work, guru work, um, one-to-ones, if people can't see there's a service available, you, you're probably best to just go and work in nine to five and give it yeah, up. How do they know that it's there? You know, so in terms exactly. of digital marketing, exactly. media, you've got and, and, and what, what I found with marketing when I consult the younger generation, they feel like they're begging. They feel like, oh, I've got this tin of Vaseline. I promoted it on Monday. That should be enough. And in fact, no, it isn't because there are thousands and thousands of businesses oh, and so many, think- many people haven't seen it. They, they might not have seen. So one of my rules is with my young people anyway, is you got, when you're selling a brand or, or a film in my case, I've got to tell you, tell you, and tell you again. Mm. Almost to a point of, if you get annoyed, you get annoyed, but you've got to know that I have a film out. Certainly if you're my normal circle of friends, you're going to know, or else I'm not doing a good job, you know? And hopefully if, in the, if the public do not buy into this project product or project at worst case scenario they will at very least share you know that's the least they can do right definitely you know what back on that type of thing um i had um i have had a love hate relationship with social media you know mm. as a novice not really understanding how it worked but a key thing that i done is that I went on to other people's um, social media page and just looked at what they'd done. And I made notes. I made yep. notes and through yep. me making notes and I said, oh, I'm going to try this. And if it doesn't work, you try something else. But you're right. You have to sort of like make a loud noise because otherwise, how are people going to know that you're about? Type how are they going to know yeah. you're even there's so seen much competition. Heard, as you said, you know, seen and heard type of thing. And it's true. So much, so much competition. So you've got to be seen and heard. Oh, true. Really important. Um, you just got to uh, take a gamble on yourself. Mm. And, and be honest with yourself as well. If things aren't working, you either got to, you know, reassess how you do things. Yeah. Or it might be time to walk away, you know? Yeah. It might be, but you just got to be honest with yourself, in my opinion, anyway. Um, and this is, by no means has this been an easy thing in, in, in the last 18 years I'm sure I've stopped and started stopped and started and ummed and odd about nine to five and I in fact I have I, I stopped maybe 2017 for about nine months I became a teacher I became dis- disillusioned because I I was trying to raise funding for films and stuff and it was, I was hitting brick walls left right and center um you know until I decided to look at myself and and and, and, and you know some allies wanted to invest as well after just working with them for a long time you know but you, you, I think you've really got to be honest with yourself whatever it is uh, you know if you want to be a singer a seamstress you know a, a poet uh, an electrician whatever the business is it's hard work man the first five six it years is hard work you probably shouldn't be sleeping you've got to be on it yeah you know? it is hard work and you know what I think 
that's the reality of it. But at the end of the day, there are so many, you know, upsides to it. You know, you're working towards creating a better future for yourself. You know, you're able to, you know, put out your vision of what you want to happen in society type of thing. So it's such a good thing to be able to do. There's a lot of grafting, a lot of disappointment Absolutely. along the way. It's like the iceberg effect, isn't it? Everybody sees the top at the big, at the top, the success and the accolades, but people don't really understand what is going on underneath type of thing so let's talk about 2019 2019 was a big year for you wasn't it maybe (laughs) what do you mean maybe it was a big year for you isn't it tell us about 2019 you know tell us about cards on the table you mean i I know i turned a year older i mean what what are you possibly talking about yeah you know what i'm talking about 2019 cards on a table is it first is it true to say that was your first feature film that you released yes, and which yes, is indeed. now on I, Amazon Prime. Yes, indeed. I would say after a solid 15, 16 years of just making lots of low budget short films, mm-hmm. testing my talents and abilities, I just, I mean, to be honest, it was, the film was a, a long time coming. We shot the film in 2017. We filmed it independently uh, with our own money and we shot it in seven days and seven nights, which I don't advise anyone to ever, ever do. Uh, too stressful definitely done over 10 hours a day every day but um it took a while to come out for various reasons legalities and stuff but yeah so myself and one of my closest friends chose to write a film which was just very much away from all of the generic stuff we tend to see when it comes to black people so i feel we just wanted to make something that we can be seen as a human film uh you know something close to the heart as opposed to another gang related in the hood type film and i'm not knocking those films it's just we've seen them a lot you Mm. know so we wrote this uh film about four lifelong friends we wanted to touch on their failures and their victories in life we we shot the film in seven days seven nights and after a lot of work and timing and and all the rest of it we we did a screening at the legendary um stratford picture house nice one for for the family and friends of the you know the cast and crew and all of that some press came down and um we got very lucky we got blessed man we got blessed and, and uh the team over at amazon seemed to like the film um certainly one of the, the distribution companies that tied to amazon liked the film we've done some business and the film is, is doing well still doing quite well on amazon and off the back of that i'm so so encouraged to make my next feature film because the next goal is clearly netflix you know so um clearly yeah, so anyone watching movie. if you ain't seen it already there's a film out called cards and table it's kind of sweet and cute uh there's no car crashes um sorry you know, there's no n-words no one no one gets yeah. called the n-word no one gets called the b-word um that doesn't mean it's not a, an intriguing film you know mm-hmm. um when i said that to press people before in the past they'd look at me like but it couldn't possibly be good then is it if there's no killings how can it be good you know but that's again, that's that thing about taking a gamble on yourself. Yeah. The film is on Amazon Prime, it's doing well still, it's still available to be streamed. So please go and watch it. Love any feedback. Um, I'm not precious. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If you love it, you don't, you know, you love it. But for me, it's about making some work, making work that can stand the test of time. I'm about making content that um gives people a chance to to have jobs and to have real credits in things. You know, because everyone, all the all of the main characters have got lots of other work off the back of my film. 
and I, you know, and I hope they have you know longevity in their careers because again, that's something very important to me that not only I make good content which is varied, but the kind of content that allows to build confidence, allows to show black people in a positive light, and um, just helps people get work. Yeah, that's exactly. what's about it. Yeah, day, it is building up economies. That's just so very true. So during that time of um, um, cars on the table 2019 what would you say are any challenges that you had to overcome throughout your career so far well personally you know I'm, I'm, I'm in my late 40s now mm. I've seen everything you're going to see when it comes to film tv um from the independent side and there's hurdles, there's always going to be hurdles, and we can talk about glass ceilings, we can talk about there's not enough black people in powerful positions, we can talk about that till the cows come home, but that hasn't changed, it's always been that way, and it's not going to change quickly or easily. Yes, Black Lives Matter and all the, the horrible things we've all witnessed in the last 18 months uh, has shifted things slightly, but I think if you're a musician, if you're a woman trying to run a dance school, you're trying to make films you've got to just get up and do it and find a way if it means you've got to do jobs you hate to raise the, the capital then that's what you got to do you got to work somewhere to get the trust of somebody else to get the money that's what you got to do um so i don't know if i'm even able to answer the question in, in the most generic way mm. it's always going to be different for everybody if you get turned down you get, if someone tells you no 400 times you're going to snap and you're either going to say, right, I'm going for it no matter what, which is kind of what I've done, or you'll quit and work in Boots, and be a manager at Boots, and be miserable forever, because that, if you're creative anyway, that's what tends to happen. Mm. And please don't get it twisted. I am not saying don't, don't work. We all need to work. But I'm just saying, for me, my journey, my path in the, in the realms of film and TV in particular, it's not been an easy one. I'm a guy who's worked at the BBC. I'm a guy who has had a pretty successful show on a Sky Channel, um, and I'm still not where I'd like to be. And so I could really moan and moan and say, I should be a, the, the co-manager at Sky, because I probably have that experience and knowledge and wisdom. Fortunately, those opportunities are not afforded to me. I don't want to talk about race, but if I know 30 other men and women like me yeah. at my level, and none of them afforded that opportunity, and it's, it's, it's kind of obvious what it is, right? It's kind of obvious. So. You sit and wallow and cry and I'm like, whoa, it's me, you know, oh my God, you know, why can't I get a really high powered paid job at BBC? But you just got to go and create your own opportunities. There are people that wouldn't talk to me, who wouldn't respond to an email. And then as soon as my film was on Amazon Prime, it's a different conversation. And that's how my, my attitude was. When I was editing the film, so many associates were like, you got to get in in festivals. Make sure you put it in a festival. And I was telling them, well, I wasn't even telling them. In my heart and in my spirit, I was like, as the filmmaker, I own this film. That's one. Ownership is everything. But more importantly, some people don't understand film festivals. You got to pay for them. There's no guarantees. It's different if you, you know, your, your, your film was paid for by Sony or something. You know, it's a different thing, right? If you're independent, you pretty much got to pay for everything. Nothing's guaranteed. You know, the dreams of I'm going to take my film to a festival and then ITV will give me 10 million for it. History will tell you there's very few black men or black women who that's happened to. It's happened to our counterparts in America, 
Yeah. But you can count them on your you can count them on one hand. Mm. Has it happened to anyone black in the UK? Mm. Never. Never. Could could someone like me be be the first person? Possibly. But it was a calculated decision with my first feature. I, you know, it would have been very easy to make a street movie. I wanted to make something else, family, etc. But my focus was make your film and try and make a little bit of noise over there. Yeah. Over there being where no one else is. Everyone else is over there begging Netflix or begging, you know, festivals. I was like, I'm don't want to, you know, I'm not saying I'm unconventional, but I guess I am unconventional. I'm never trying to do what everyone else is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I could have made a film about Tyrone in the hood and someone shot Tyrone. So Tyrone's brother's gonna come get him. And come on, man. We, we think, don't want we that. Think, we don't we want think. that. I so enjoyed your film. I really did. And I'm not going to give the whole the whole storyline away, but especially what happens at the end. Did you see it coming? <laughs> no, I didn't see it coming at all. At all. No, I look. did not see it coming. I was sitting on the sofa right there, done. Sam. I was sitting on the uh-huh. sofa right there and I was like, no I was like oh my god very 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 good very good you know in the world we live in in my humble opinion everything's so fast so quick and I do remember sitting down with the team terrified thinking no one's gonna get this no one's gonna get it no one's gonna like it because it's a calculated decision we made it what I call and the team doesn't like me saying this but hey I made what I call a sleepy drama, right? It's slow. You've got to pay attention. But the world we live in, everyone wants everything in the first eight seconds. Oh, wow. Because look how we're serviced on Instagram. On Instagram, you just, you're hit with yes. so much information. Everything yes. is so fast. Mm. You know, so, but I've been really lucky and really blessed. I feel like since the film was on Amazon, which was late, late 2019, I've had hundreds upon hundreds of strangers in my DM saying lovely things about the film. So I... Awesome. And only thank God, God Almighty, you know, yeah. because I know my job is done. I made a film that somewhat kept people's attention and that the twist wasn't obvious. And um, obvious, Sam, because let me tell you, you something. I'm a person that will sit through a film and I would, in my head, I'd be saying, yeah, this is going to happen. That is going to yeah. happen. I'll predict the end. And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm not producing films and making films <laughs> because in my head I know what the storyline is going to be mm. do you get what I mean but with this one I sat with it I waited and I tell you I did not see the end at all like brilliant and the Oscar goes to da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> well I just want to beg my mama yeah to... I tell you those things soon come you know Sam, soon come. it's funny you mentioned Oscars right because I've never been that kind of man. I don't, I've never really cared for the BAFTAs and all of that. And I just had a rude awakening, like maybe the, the end of last year. Maybe because of, I mean, we've all, we, we know what racism is. We live through it. But the whole world could really see what was going on. The whole world. And people were still talking like, hey, racist? What we? So now, after, like, after 2020, I'm like, and I mean this in the most humblest of ways, I'm coming for everything. Every I want to. I want to be on. The, I want to be talking at the Oscars yeah. or, and the Baftas. Not for Sam Addo, mm. for next generation and the generation after that generation. They people people need to see more women like you doing what you do. Mm, we need to see more people like me doing what I'm doing, and so on I and agree. so forth. And the only way we play our part is by doing the very thing I just said. Because people that are holding things to themselves and not sharing the wisdom is crazy to me. And the people that have got I mean. the key, yeah. And they don't want to, some people have to care they don't want to share because mm. they're selfish and it's 
it's horrible and it is what it is. But me personally, I'm coming for everything. I see no reason why I can't attempt for Netflix. I have faith in myself. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I don't want to. I don't want you to see me at sixty and I'm woulda, coulda, shoulda. No, you know, no, I'm going no, go to go for it. Come I'm going to say I tried and I tried and I tried and go. that's it. My go. job is done. Type of thing. There you go. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm we don't want to complain, isn't it, Sam? We're not going to complain. We know what the situation is. We know what time it is. So my thing is, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? And when you have exactly. those, those are the type of conversations I want to hear. I don't want to hear about stats and data because I know what is going on. But what are you doing about it to make that change, to make that That's difference? what I've been saying to people for, for months. In fact, I'll randomly say stuff like that on my Instagram stories and no one will respond to that particular question. It's a big you question. Know? It's a challenging question as well. It's like because you have to sort of like turn inward to yourself and think, really, what am I doing for my community? What am I doing for the world to make it a better place, Michael Jackson? <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? You know, what are, what are you doing individually to make a difference? And that's a hard question to pose to people because some people are not really ready to hear that question. It's like you're challenging them. What do you mean? Like, what am I doing? I'm doing what I can, isn't it? But we know that everybody, everybody can do so much more absolutely but fear is holding them absolutely. back well this is why I, in, in as many places i can i say and it's not easy but people have to certainly people from our community need to learn and find a way to be fearless because hmm. you know if you are fearful man there's, then there's no point in dreaming is there just do, do as the world tells you right but um you've got it really took me a long time to be, be, be fearless. You know, I will openly say I wish I made some feature films in my 20s. Because, But, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to do my second feature film. But I might be on my 10th feature film now. Like, had I been fearless in the 20s, in, in, in my 20s. But that being said, there probably wasn't much support or as much opportunity as there is today. You know, but everything to do with entertainment is so, so accessible now. Everything is so, so much more cheaper now cameras etc and and we live in a world where anything you want to know about you can you'll find someone on youtube talking about it definitely there's no excuses now that's what there's i'm really saying no youtube excuses. has been my saving grace in terms of starting this podcast i know i reached out to you as well and he's like so why don't you just go on youtube <laughs> That's what you said to me, innit? We were talking for about two hours and he's like, so, just go on YouTube, innit? And I was like, I yeah, had, on YouTube. I had to be firm with you. Well, I wanted because... to speak to you because I said, yeah, Sam knows everything about videography and camera and blah, blah, blah. So I need to speak to Sam. <laughs> but it's like, so, it's on YouTube. But do you know what you've done as well? For me, you having that conversation with you is like I felt I needed encouragement but I already knew the answers to the questions, but I just need a little just bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, so you know what you're doing, self, yeah? So just get on with it. <laughs> Crack on. Crack on, isn't it? Yeah. Crack on. So if I'm thinking about your career, your vast career history, you know, working with the creative arts industry, um, I'm going to pick out key things like resilience, um, hardworking, conscientious, ambitious, you know, but what top three personal attributes do you feel that for somebody who's starting within your industry should, you know, should be walking with, should be developing 
so they have a long service within the creative arts industry. Hmm. I'll be real with you. Those kind of questions there, I never answer them in one minute. <laughs> you never so answer them. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you, give get, you a four yeah, hour conversation. Yeah. But the simplest thing, let me give you three simple words that I definitely, I can't leave my house without these words. Okay. Um, no particular order, but these three are imperative. Mm. Um, confidence. That, 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 fear, that fearlessness, that you know, confidence factor. It's immense because almost nothing starts without confidence. Clarity. Like, what, are the, what, what am I actually doing? You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm about to produce a documentary about sexual harassment, but then on the flip side, I'm making a film about two girls trying to get into the music industry and it's a comedy, right? So you can't muddle your mind. You have to be very thorough and clear. So confidence, clarity, and then arguably my most overused word in every meeting is persistence. Okay. You gotta be persistent. Mm. Whether you're trying to work with a big, big boy, like, you know, if I'm trying to talk to someone at Sky or whoever, I'm gonna be consistent. If I'm trying to pull together a team for, for my own personal um, projects, I'm gonna be consistent, you know? If I know I need to work with Sophia Lewis on something, I'm gonna be persistent. Cause they say, one of my, 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 my mentors used to always say, Sam, persistence overcomes assistance. Stuck with me, you know? In fact, I don't have any tattoos, but if I did, that's it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It would be, yeah, yeah. That's persistence overcomes resistance. That is, I could never write a book about me and not involve that because I've been very persistent. As a black man in the TV industry, the film industry that seems to want to lock you out and say, what, what, what are you complaining about? You've got Steve McQueen. What's the, what's the issue? <laughs> you, you've got no clock. Yeah, no clock's been in the game 20 years. Yeah. He's, he's only now getting money. Why is that? But I'm, not, I'm no longer going to invest time and energy in fighting certain powers that be that in some instances don't want us around. So you've got to make your own and collaborate and inspire others, you know, and, I, and try and lead by example. I, I, I'm at a stage in my career where I don't tell no one what to do anymore. I don't try and say, oh, why don't you try it? I just... I just do what I'm doing and it seems to inspire some people and it's, it's a way to collaborate, it's a way to bring people to work with you as well, you know? So yeah, confidence, clarity and persistence. Confidence, clarity and persistence. CCP. CCP. That's how I would remember it, do you know what I mean? CCP. And I would so agree with you on all of that, you know, especially the persistence part. <laughs> my goodness. My, my yeah. goodness. It's like you got to be talking to yourself constantly, constantly, yeah. constantly feeding yourself with positivity, feeding yourself with encouragement and knowing what the vision is, but constantly feeding yourself with all of that. And it's hard. People, because you, it might, hey. you may have a partner, you may have a partner, you may have family that just don't believe in you mm. or can't see it, you know? Mm. Um, you know, so you've got to take the gamble on yourself because that's what it is. You're taking a gamble on yourself. Mm. If it goes wrong and doesn't work out, at least you try it. Mm. If it goes well, Sophia, oh my God, you might change. That might be gener true generational wealth for the family. Yeah. For your children, children. you don't know. Yeah. But you, you've, I'm definitely never, ever, 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 ever again in my life trying to work for someone else and help build the legacy for their family. I can't do it. I can't and will not do it <laughs> type of thing. You know, my yeah. mind is definitely made up in there. But, you know, 
me and you, we've been doing this for, as you said, you know, 18 years, so on, and we will continue because we want to make a difference, Please. isn't it? And that's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We want to make a difference. So if I'm thinking about people who want to make a difference, you know, they want to set up their own um, media arts training company type of thing. Where would you advise people to go in terms of like seeking funds or would, would you advise them to go down that route? Because I had a conversation years ago you know with a lovely sister friend called river sweeney you know big up to yourself river sweeney if you ever ever lovely get this lovely podcast. yeah and she said to me sophia be very careful when you go down the funding route because mm -hmm. you could easily become funded out of existence because you're so reliant on the funding so what what are your thoughts about that like i say to everyone, ownership is everything. So before I ever contemplate um, bursaries, grants and loans, they're different things. I'm not trying to get no loans. Grants I may consider, depending on the, um, the brief and stuff. But nine times out of 10, I'll always try and raise the money myself. If I've got to sell something, I've got to sell something. If there's someone who's part of my team who's just made some good money of other things that they do or vice versa, we're gonna do that is always the first option. Um, things like arts council and stuff, they do exist to help support people in the arts, but you've got to be mindful. If it's a loan, I, 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 that's, that's a red flag for me. If it's a grant, it might come with some conditions, but you always read the small print if you need to get a lawyer. Um, but I'm all about ownership. If I make anything I make moving forward that I, I own, as opposed to its clients, well, if I own it, it's because I'm trying to sell the rights around the world because that's you know, intellectual property. That's how certainly filmmakers make money in the long run. That's it, uh, that's it, yeah, that's it, yeah, that's it. That's it because- um, ownership, ownership. Yeah, ownership. ownership is key. I'm just thinking of Spike Lee. I don't know why it came into my mind because um, when I was getting- well, Spike, Lee, Spike Lee has a brand called 40 Acres and a Mule. The mule, yeah. Which was the promise of, for slaves. Uh, and, and that brand is a shop and in that shop he has the name of all of these films on garments and that's another way of him making money mm. do you know what i love spike lee i really do mm. and there's two things about spike lee there's two Inspired films me. that i really really love is um old boy is it old boy is it called old boy he's done a remake of old boy yeah yeah there's a, there's an original. i haven't seen his version yet oh he's oh for <laughs> yeah top of the top for me anyway I loved I it, it but I never I, knew about the film Old Boy I never knew it was it was um a remake of the original yeah. but when I watched it I was thoroughly impressed brilliant and then she's got a habit mm -hmm. she's got a habit but the remake of it the limited series oh the series I've not, I've never not seen it is it worth oh watching oh my goodness it is absolutely amazing intriguing i mean i could watch i think i just done like done it over two days watch the series in two days because it was so right. good yeah Riverton, i am gonna watch it you've inspired me to watch it can yeah. i tell you though my favorite all-time spitely film people think it's do the right thing good film but my favorite spitely movie if you ain't seen it if you get a moment mo better blues oh mo better blues. Watch it. Um, okay it's just it's some really brilliant director decisions he made mm. yeah because i could see because i could see the great things he was doing it, it let me know that oh, you really probably are a director mm. so that's a film you should watch 
just to see things a bit differently maybe mm. but thank you you've inspired me because i've been coming and arguing about she's got to have it yeah. i love the feature film so i'm thinking oh i don't know if he ruined it you know he might have ruined it with the you know no it's I, I, I think would, it was absolutely it. absolutely excellent so as we're wrapping up and everything um you mm. are and such an inspirational say young boy you know young man that's young you. man inspirational young you. man that's <laughs> are you though you are the same okay <laughs> inspirational so as we're wrapping up um could you leave with some wise words of wisdom you know for our wonderful listeners please <laughs> i mean look I'm, I'm not sure if this is wise but what i do know is I'm going to, so this is kind of sad, but I'm going to try and make it as upbeat as possible. I recall, um, I'm originally from Ghana, and I recall from 14, 15, 16, I was consistently being told, in a, in a not too bossy way, but a very serious way, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer. I was hearing that a lot. And unbeknown to my parents, I was squeamish. I was never ever gonna be a doctor. I ain't trying to mess around with blood, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, being a lawyer just seems so boring. But um, on one unfortunate evening, my mother got a phone call that her brother was gonna pass away within hours and that we should come and visit him. Uncle Kay. Um, he, he was about to pass off cancer. Um, so, you know, the, the obligatory, try and see him before he passes me. I'm young. I'm like 16, 15, maybe. And at some point, uncle decides, he says, he wants to speak to my older brother. He asked us to clear the room. I said, what? My, young, my younger brother, our younger brother was too young, but he asked to clear the room for me. So as a young, a young buck, very bizarre. You've never seen your uncle look so frail and weak. So, and um, so effectively, my uncle's on his deathbed. And it, Turns out Uncle K was one of the first black writers for the Times or the Independent or both. I'm not sure, but I just I just recall him looking in my eyes and letting me know how proud of me he was. And you know, you're becoming a good young man. Da, da, da. And he said, "Look, I know Mum and Dad. I know Mum and Dad want you to be, you know, a doctor and all of this. But please follow your heart. I know you want to be in the film or TV world because." I still was undecided. I didn't know. He was. He 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 gave me these words, which I guess I I got to share. Which is, um, your loved ones, your family, your parents, your partners. They they have their own lives. It's imperative that you live your own. You know, make your own path. You know, and then he he hugged me and he cleared the room again. And before long, he left us. And um, it's, it's always stuck with me. No matter whatever hardship, racism, brick walls, glass ceilings I've encountered, certainly from, from, from my late 20s, I stopped moaning about that. I just remembered, I've got to find my own way. I'm going to make sure my voice is heard. I'm going to be seen and heard. So um, if, if there was any parting words or words of wisdom as they were, you know, you have to find your way, you know. You have to make your mark um, by any means necessary. You know, you have to tell your own story or someone else will tell your story for you in whichever lane you're in. 
you know, you could be an electrician, you could be a doctor, you know, whatever it is, but, you know, go for what you want. And no one, no one's is ever going to say it's going to be easy because it isn't, but you have to go for what you want. And like I said previously, persistence overcomes resistance. So be persistent with it. Hey everyone, this is your host Sophia Lewis and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Employability Matters, a careers and job related podcast where we dive into all topics associated with the world of work. Thank you for subscribing, I very much appreciate your support and remember to share with your family and friends. It would be appreciated if you could leave a great review on our YouTube channel, Anchor FM, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I will be back next week for another great episode. So until then, remember, employability matters. Mm-hmm.